Hello, everybody. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Tahreem and I'm your host for this podcast. Today, we are on podcast number eight um, of Supporting Humanity's Unspoken Truths About Mental Health. And uh, this month's podcast is a continuation from our podcast last month in which we covered the wash and shroud process um, specifically for the Muslim community. Um, so doing kafan and ghusl. We had Sister Salma as our guest and today we're going to continue talking to Sister Salma um, with my hosts Rebecca and Tayaba. As you all know, uh, washing and shrouding in Islam is uh, obligatory on all Muslims. It's highly recommended uh, and it's very, very closely linked to mental health as it helps the families of the loved ones grieve and their grieving process. Um, let's say hello to ladies. Hello, everybody. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Has it been? It's been a while. It has. It's been a whole four weeks, and at this time we've got Tayaba joining us. So Tayaba, we really missed you last time. Oh, I really missed you all too. And I listened in, and I felt that I learned so much. Mashallah, Mubarak. Yeah, but today we have to tame Rebecca a little bit because last time she kept. Um, interjecting her questions into the whoa, conversation whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> people gave feedback on the last podcast and they really liked that podcast so yeah my questions and Salma giving her experiences made that podcast what it is so I'm not going to tame myself today okay I did say at the beginning I was going to keep myself zipped but I've unzipped it oh goodness me Salma are you ready for this yes I'm ready assalamu alaikum everyone right so we're just going to go over what we said last week about uh how we begin the the ghusl is um, sometimes the the body is already there in the room. Sometimes it isn't. But once we go in there, we prepare. So we prepare the room. So we prepare. Um, uh, we put incense sticks on. We prepare the guffin, which is already cut. We cut them ourselves, but it's, we already cut like a bulk of them. So we just got to um, untie uh, un- untie them and um, put them on the table and um, just get the camphor ready and just make sure the water is nice and warm and then we get into PPE and then we get this sutter cloths ready which is the cloth that you cover the, the body with um, so you're not actually seeing any part of the body except the um, the face the arms and hands and the feet um, that's all you're seeing and then everything that the washing happens is under the sheet um, we get some towels ready um, and some cotton wool and things like that, scissors and everything to cut the clothing away, get all that ready. And then also as uh, volunteers um, and family members, we get into PPE, which is two sets of apron, some two sets of gloves uh, and a mask. Um, and uh, we'll, we, you'll know why later on, you'll know why we wear two sets of apron and, and gloves. Um, we get things like... Um, um, cloths or cotton wool to get to wash the private areas ready so we're not faffing about when it comes to it um the, bo- the body's there we all um take our positions one on the head one on the feet either two on either side or one person um handing the shower head or the water and then then we get we, we've covered the body although it is already it's in a body bag we still cover it and then we cut away the body bag and whatever's underneath um, and we, we we take that all away, and also we check for any jewelry. We we check for any jewelry or um, plasters and things like that. And if there's plasters, we leave them until the body is wet and soaking, so we can peel it all away. And if there's any jewelry, uh, we would if it's earrings and we are able to take them off, and we take them off. It's rings and bracelets we would have to use pliers to cut them away we wouldn't be able to take bangles off because now the body is cold um rigor mortis has taken its place so the 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 bangles will not come off easily the rings will not come off easily and we won't be able to like try any harder because it would hurt the body so mm. we, we we would have to just cut it away and we wrap them in tissue give it the family members we also undo the hair if there's any um hair bands we cut it so that no hair is is um pulled out from from the deceased and the, the body is already covered now we will be able to start 
So Salma, I mean, uh, obviously I have kind of watched and observed and so far I've not come to a mayat um, whereby anybody has any jewellery on. Um, but have you experienced that whereby they come from yes. the hospital? Yes, yeah? a lot, a lot. We've had to because um, there's some people that pass away suddenly. I mean, mm. like there's a, a one, one uh, lady we did, um, she just passed away suddenly of a heart attack. She had plenty of jewellery on. And we had to cut that all away. So it's actually cut in pieces. So it's not just split and then open. We'd have to t- cut it in two places where then we can carefully um, take it, take them off. So there would be two pieces of each bangle. Uh, a chain would be fine because we'd be able to hook unhook it. Uh, earrings, no studs. No studs are very difficult to take out because um, we'd, it's, it's not got much space. So we'd have to be really careful. We're not pinching this body with the, with the pliers. We'd have to cut them off. Um, and there was one time where we did have pliers. And we uh, we had to try to actually put our, our finger up the nose and unscrew. Oh my yeah, God. and um, because it, I think it was a time of COVID, so mm. um, everything wasn't everything wasn't um, no resources were were at hand at the time it was slowly slowly then we started to um restock everything um yeah um uh, yeah obviously nail varnish again uh we'd have to try and take that off makeup as well we have makeup remover we have nail varnish remover um but nail varnish doesn't come off easily what about fake nails so you know people mm. get like acrylics and all that no, we cannot take that off at all because, first of all, if the family member has told us that she's got fake nails, then we know she's got fake nails. Other than that, we wouldn't know. We wouldn't. Well, we would look carefully, but even then, it's very, very hard to take off. Um, so, fake nails again. You know, once you, if you've got it, if you're gonna do, if you've got fake nails on, you're gonna do resort. It's not counted because water's not going through. So again, what the chills. Just yeah. thinking that, you know, like how when we're on our menses, we like to put nail polish on because yeah. that's the only time we're allowed it. Yeah. And to think that if I die in that moment, that nail polish would be really hard for you to remove because you've yeah. told us in the last podcast that even yeah. it does come off, but not all of it. So my no, after a couple of hours, when your body's cold, it, it doesn't, doesn't come, come off. off, does it, Terry? No, so, no. So this is what I was saying to you last time as well. Remember yeah. in the last podcast we did, I yeah. had nail polish on, and I said to you that, oh my god, guys, I've got nail polish on at the moment, and um, every morning, every day, every step I'm taking, whilst I've got my nail polish on, I'm constantly saying, just don't kill me today, don't kill me today. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. not afraid of dying, but I'm afraid of dying with nail polish. I don't think on. it's up to you, really, but I'm, okay. You know, do you know the irony of it? It's not the nail polish. It's not the death that I'm scared of. I'm scared of dying with that nail polish on my nails. Yeah, see. because this uh, nail varnish can't even be scraped off because I've we've had it. We've had it the first year when I was doing Gusil, and I had a, a very um, a, an experienced um, Alima with me, and um, you know she said, well, we did try the nail polish remover, and it didn't work. So she says, okay, let's try a scraper. So I don't know when you scrape off paint and things like that from windows and stuff went after you painted well, we tried to use that and she started with the toes because she had it on their toes as well and um, she tried to scrape it and she said well it is coming off but it's going to cause her a lot more pain because we first of all we're going to be here for hours another thing is that we've got to scrape every single one every single part of it and this is going to hurt her even more so I'm not sure whether to leave it or to to inflict pain on her. So then we just all decided that we're going to leave it. And then she said to her, this is all a lesson for you ladies here, that wearing nail varnish, you, she, this, this, this person, she was about 32 years old. The, 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 mayor was, the deceased was, was 32 years old and had passed away with COVID. And um, that was it. And she said, this is a lesson to you all that this is what happens. Because it's not this nail varnish is not going to easily come off with nail polish remover. Although yeah. we have we we stock a lot of it, we do stock it. We stock it in every gusel room. There is mm. nail varnish remover there, but yeah. it just doesn't come off. But it I tell you something, off. I've turned into a bit of a psychopath because every time I see anyone with nail polish on, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, 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 
died. They're gonna not have it. What yes, so unfortunately. And they literally look at me like I'm mm. mad. Like the other day, I did it to my friend's daughter, who's only eighteen. Okay, mm. and she just looked at me like, "Auntie, why are you talking to me about death?" And I was like, "Baby, I'm so sorry, but that's not my intention. Just yeah. take those nails off, please. Do your auntie a favor. Go and yeah. take those nails off, please." And yeah. she's like, "Okay, okay." Like you know, I yeah. don't think she was convinced, but honestly, just this revelation on itself has kind of. Turn yeah. me into a bit of a psycho. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. Yeah. So you know, we know that wudu is not valid if mm. you've got fake nails on nail varnish on. Okay, so so basically, we're gonna do the gusel. We're gonna gusel her. We're gonna shroud her. Only Allah knows, and it's between her and Allah that whether her whether her um, gusel has been counted or not. And we can, on from our side, we can ask forgiveness. To Allah, that Allah please forgive her, you know, and that's the only thing we can do, and us family members to do the same. We can do, and then after that, after we've shrouded her and the family have taken her and she's buried, that's between her and Allah now. You know, we've done our part, we've done, we've done her washing, we've done her shrouding, the sunnah way, everything we could. But yeah. unfortunately, this is what happens. But there you go. So once we've 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 done all that, then we start with the. Um, with the washing, so first of all, we do the, the private parts, which is um, so one person. So normally we have family members there, so we ask the family member, would you like to do it? And if they're confident enough and say, yes, we'll do it, then we'll ask the family member to do it. They will use either cotton wool or um, we have some like a cotton um, fabric, cotton, and we just cut like squares with them and we just use a shower head. We, we just put the, but this all happens under the sheet. So nobody's looking. We, we're extremely very strict with that. So we know nobody looks. And also nobody prays anything at the time because she's having a shower, basically. So when you're in the shower, you don't pray anything. Same thing. We do not pray anything at the time. So then she will use her left hand and uh, one person will hold the shower head and she will wash uh, the private parts three times now if the wood if the the white is normally a light colored cotton so when we take it out we will see if it's stained if it's stained we'll wash again and again and again until the, mm -hmm. the fabric comes out clean all the time and the water that is running is nice and clean if it's clean from the first start we just do it three times and that's it we've done the washing of the private private area and now the person who just did that the washing will now take one layer of that glove off throw it in the dustbin and we'll wear a fresh clean um, glove then now we can carry on now we're going to do wudu so we're going to wash we're going to wash start with her face we're going to wash her face and then we're going to wash her hands and arms three times so face three times hands and arms three times and then we will do the massage of the head and then we'll wash the feet three times uh, right right foot first and then the left foot, same with the arm, right arm and hand first, and then the left. Uh, that's it, that's her wudu done. And now we'll proceed on to washing her with soapy water. So what we will do now is uh, we'll just use the shower head to wet the rest of, the rest of her body. So we start with the right side first, and we'll do the left side. And then we will take um, some soap in our hands. It will be a shower gel mostly, or we can use on a, you, can, you can use it on a wet sponge. And we will then start from the face. Now, a person who is standing on the head, mostly it would be a family member, we will use shampoo. So wear her hair, we will use shampoo to wash her hair, just like how we would normally have a shower. So we'll rinse and, and massage and all that. And at the same time, they'll wash the back of the head as much as they're, because they're lying down. Yeah, so um, much as your hands go underneath, they will wash the hand, wash the head. And at the same time, the, the volunteers and the family who are on the right side will wash the top side of her right, right body. Um, use the sponge or your hands with soapy water, and we just rub the um, gently, not hard. We're not, we're not, um, we're, we're not like um, scrubbing and all that because remember the body can feel this. And then we will use the the, the volunteers on the left uh, left side who are standing there to turn the body sideways. So the person who's done the head will hold the head and they will turn the body. Now, this time we will wash again. So we'll wash the, the back of her body. Um, at this occasion, we will we'll try wash the back of her neck. We'll try and wash her underarms and all the back. Now, we can try and do this as quickly as possible because maybe the body is heavy and it's going to be hard for everyone to... Um, the other people on the left to hold the body. So we'll do it as quickly as possible. Once that's done, 
we'll put her back and now we're going to do the, the left side so we're going to do exactly the same on the left side top body and then again the volunteers on the right will roll the body so now you can wash behind again wash behind um to the on, on the neck and and um also the underarm not forgetting the underarm and as much as we can underneath and that's it that's her body all nice and soapy and scrubbed now we will just use the shower head to wash away all the soap so again we will start with the head of uh, the hair so we'll try and make sure all the soap is rinsed out and um, then we'll start again with the right side and then the behind the right side the left side and behind Right, so now make sure all that soapy water is gone gone in the drain because there is a, a, a drain, a plug, a drain. So we'll make sure all the soapy water is gone. If there isn't, you just keep washing with the with the uh, with the shower head. Now the, the water is uh, I should have mentioned this before, the water is the same temperature like how we would wash. So it's just over 40 degrees. So it's nice and hot and steaming water. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that because the body is cold, we will be able to maneuver the body um, easier or anything like that. No, it's not. We just make sure the the, the water is hot. So now that it's all all washed, and now she's she's had her shower, she's done with with washed um, her private area. Now now just before, um, so just before we start washing with um camphor water we are going to wash her private area again. So this time we are going to use the volunteers to prop up her body, not in a sit sitting position, but as much as you can. And we will use the cloths again and we will um, we'll rub her stomach just very gently, nothing hard. You're not pushing down on anything, just gently. And we will use um, the same way we've washed her private parts before, use um, the shower head. And we will wash. Now, because we've been manoeuvring and turning her body, the, the contents of her stomach may have moved. So now we are um, just so that we, what the excess waste is in her body should come out. Um, and then we, we would just press her body and then we just use the shower head and the cloth to wash that area again. Now, if the, if the water is coming out stained or colours or anything, then we know that there's some been some movement in there. So now we just make sure everything is clean. If it's clear water, we just wash again three times and then we're done. Okay, so now what we're going to do is uh, we're going to put her down now and we could wash her, uh, wash just wash the table around her. So make sure no soap is left there and um, we'll just use some tissues to dry up the table around. So make sure it's all the soap has gone in the drain and that's it. Okay, now at this and you've point, you've done all of this um, without looking at the body. You just want to. We, we have not looked at the yeah. body at all. Everything exactly. is done under the sheet. Yeah, everything so done. The volunteers on either side will lift, just lift up a tiny bit, not too much, so that the body is exposed just a little bit. So we can just put the shower head underneath and wash. Basically, we are just using our senses. We're using our hands. We're just using our senses to wash. Sometimes when and, we are and washing. it's very hard sometimes. I've, it is like, very I've hard. noticed and experienced as well that you are literally going in blind. But, you know, subhanAllah, the way yeah. the sisters do it, and yeah. the way they preserve that woman's dignity yeah. is just commendable, honestly. Mm. And um, I think it's, it's it's phenomenal the way it um, is. the sisters are like executing that whole process without um, yeah. allowing anyone to... And even like, you know, in occasions when the body has kind of uh, become visible yeah. in any kind of, you know, through movement, um, the sisters are so quick to cover. Quick, yeah, to uh, cover. Which is so nice to mm. see. Anyway. Yeah put that faith back into the whole practice of it yeah mm. so because um sometimes what would happen is she would have a plaster they'd have you know it's, she's deceased now they have plasters all over the body all sorts of places and you can only tell that she's got a plaster on is when you're using when you're soaping the body and you think okay this 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 uh t this feels a little bit odd and then you just see and then oh there's a plaster there so if there's a family member there we would ask a family member that um is it do you want to um um, have to try and take that that off and they say oh no we can't do it um you could do it so one of us leads would try and take it off but what we would do is um basically we just use our senses we're not looking we're not looking and unless we have to unless we have to then we'll do it but other than that we'll just use water loosen 
the plaster and, and take it off very gently so to not to stretch any skin or anything that will um, um, hurt hurt the body in any way. Okay, so now we've we've finished with um, we've just finished with the the washing of the the private parts and that. And so at this point now, where we wore, where we wore the dull apron and the double gloves. Okay, so one layer, the top layer comes off the top layer of uh, of your gloves and the top layer of your apron. The first layer of your apron comes off. That all goes in the dustbin. Now it's nice and clean. So now we're going to prepare some camphor water, camphor, which is crushed into um, um, a cr uh, like a powder and that we, we use a bucket again hot water and we just dissolve the camphor in that water uh, we're quite fortunate where we do the crystals we've got um, the liquid camphor that's amazing summer I just wanted to ask you about something else and I know you're saying that you put the camphor powder in the jug or the bucket of yeah. warm water but um recently i noticed that we're using camphor oil can you tell yeah. us a little bit about the camphor oil please yeah well we're quite fortunate where we do the crystals we have camphor oil so it's it's just just so simple you just add a few droplets in the in the water and um it's like an oil so then the aroma is it's, it's a lovely aroma it just just um the whole room is just just smells of that aroma and it's absolutely beautiful a smell and then that's it just just use that water on really good for of, your sinuses yeah it's you. very good for your sinuses and some of mm. us we overuse it and it's mm -hmm. very it's very nice but yes we use that we use that as um and then we just basically use um small jugs from the bucket and we just pour over the body so we just pour over the hair on the face and the chest and the arms and the feet now at this time we get mostly all family members to do this because this will be the last wash Yes, yeah, so we get the, the we, we get all family members, but before sorry before the camp before we pour the water, we actually change the cloth because that cloth is now all wet. So we're going to the way we do this, we change the cloth. You do not see the body again. So for, a few people will hold the cloth on top, um, lower it as we pull away from the feet, and that 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 cloth is now going to go in the wash. And now we've got a fresh clean cloth to cover her. Okay, it's going to get wet again because we're going to throw the. Uh, we're going to pour the camphor water over so we just pour so we just use that one bucket and as much as they can the family members will pour the water over her her body and basically her face her hair uh, and her chest area we recommend quite a lot on her chest area then feet hands arms everything and that's it that's the gusel done now we're going to proceed to what, why do you her. recommend that why do you recommend putting it a lot on the chest area um um, because uh, you, that's where you know where you put your fold your your hands when you pray namaz. So and we because and also um, it gets forgotten because people want to throw just on her face, then use it, do it on her arms, and then do it on the shoulders and that, and then that bit gets forget forgotten. So we recommend that you lift the sheet a little bit, go right in the middle, and pull. So there you go, you've got it. Especially the torso, the torso yeah. is all nice and and, and washed, and then. Um, that's it. That's her bathing done. Okay, so now we're going to dry her. So again now, we're going to change that cloth to a towel, if we have a big enough towel, because sometimes the bodies are big and we don't have a big enough towel. Um, then we're going to use another cloth. So this is going to be a third cloth now we're going to use. And we're going to right, change Jana, it again. Just, yep. um, just out of curiosity, I know some of the listeners will probably be wondering too, what exactly is the purpose of the camphor? The purpose of the camphor is, okay, first of all, it's a nice smell. And another thing is, um, which I learned at a, a Gusel workshop that I did about two, two and a half years ago. I think it was the Gardens of Peace one. Um, it, the smell that, that stays on the body will um, deter insects away for the first few hours while they're in the grave. Mm, okay. And that will keep the insects away. It's just the first few hours. You know, you can't yeah. keep them away too much, but that's just for that. Um Basically, we don't really tell that to the family members because that will just scare them and just make them even up more upset than they already are. So we just say, oh, because it smells nice. Again, um, we can also use perfume as well, but we'll get to that in a minute. We're just mm -hmm. we're going to dry the body now. So we're going to yeah. put her, we're going to use a, a towel, a hand-sized towel, and we're just going to lift her head and put the, the towel under her hair. So one person will just very gently pat dry her hair and with then the 
nice dry cloth or the towel that we've just put on top of her we are going to just pat dry her her body um, we try not to do the back because again we're going to have to put turn her and that so th that will stay damp but we just the top of her body we just pat dry and that's her body that's her body dried um, and now we're going to um, if the if the family want we will use some perfume Okay, so we're going to put the perfume on this on all the parts of her body which touch the floor when she goes into a sizda when she is praying namaz. So that's your forehead, your nose, your chin, your palms, your your arms, your knees, your shins, your feet, and your toes. So we will put um we will put some perfume on there. Some Do you mean like sometimes. Adder, yes, adder, or any, yeah, it's got to be something like an adder sort of thing. But if the family members say they don't want that perfume, we will make a paste from camphor, the, the actual crushed camphor, tiny little bit of water, and we will use the camphor on all the parts of her her body which touch the floor when she goes into her sister. So we will do that. Mostly family would bring their own perfume, that what she was been using, um, like adder sort of uh, or we have loads in, in our gusil room as well and they can choose which one we try not to use a very dark one because it then stains the kafan and we don't want that and we try and use a light one and um, then we, we we've done we've done that now that can be done while she's still on the bathing table or when she's transferred to the kafan table we do that um Either way, we would do it. Now we're going to transfer her to the coffin table. Now we would use a pat slide. If anyone knows what pat slide is, it's a slide where you just slide it under the body, which is helps us lift or transfer her to the next bed. So we'll bring the, we do this quite efficiently actually, and we do we bring the table right next to the the the, the bathing table, and then we will um. I put the pat slide under her, make sure she's centre. We make sure the table is, the top of the kafan is at the top of the head. And then we will, on, on count of three, we will use two movements. So we will do one, two, three in the middle, in between two tables. And then one, two, three, again, straight onto that next table. And then we will take the pat slide out, put that onto the bathing table. And we will wheel, wheel the, this table to another space just next to the, nearby and we will proceed on to wrap her with the kafan now there are five pieces yeah. of kafan the first part is so before we go on to the the kafan part the shouting part mm. i just wanted to kind of um explain to everybody that's listening and also like you know obviously with your um sharing of your stories and anything that you may have experienced is that these uh tables are not big you know they're mm -hmm. not very wide unless we go and order one which is for big people mm. uh, they're pretty much average you know size tables uh like the sort that you'd take to sunday market you know and um uh, but they're gusel versions so they mm. have these uh, uh, these little they, they're slightly slanted so the water drainage system is in place and they have these little um <clears throat> edges up um how would you say, Salma, the edges come up a bit? towards the, They come up uh, a bit as a rim. Yeah. They come up a bit. Yeah, exactly, yeah. a rim. So mm. that the water doesn't fall out or the body mm. doesn't, you know, slide out or slide off the off. table or yeah. something. Table. But, um, you know, sometimes it's not that simple. It's not that easy. The body sometimes can be very, very heavy. Yes. Um, and the, even the, the transferring process, it can require a lot of strength and a lot of women. It does. It women. needs a lot of strength. Um, and I'm sure, um, Salma, you've probably got um, loads of experiences and stories that you could share with us. But, yes. um, you know, the when I've washed, and obviously I've not washed half, not even, forget half, not even a fraction of how many bodies Sister Salma has washed. But, you know, every time um, I've come across a mayat where by, it's very heavy mayat or um, they're unhealthy you know, for example, it yeah. just reminds me of all the hadith and the sunnah and the things yes. in the Quran that reinstate to us so many times, eat in moderation, keep a yeah. part of your stomach empty, yeah. take care of your health, look after your inner well-being yeah. so that your outer well-being, you know, automatically take care of itself. And I think it's such a, it's one of those areas that is so neglected yeah. in our community. And you can mm. see the result when you're doing yeah. the mayat. And it's unfortunate mm. because sometimes the mayat is so big and so heavy yeah. that six, seven women in the room can't lift it. No, you know, it's we true. really struggle. It is um, true. And it it's is really true. heavy. Yeah, but don't you is. find 
don't you find, I mean, you know, um, before, yes, I used to hesitate when there was a big body, but throughout experience, I've realized that once the body has been washed and now we're going to, we're going to transfer her in onto the coffin table, I find the body becomes light and it is done yeah. so easily. Now we can, there's farishtas in the room that help us because, yeah. um, there was a case where um, it was COVID and um, mm-hmm. there was a very big, big woman, a very yeah. big woman. And uh, we were finding it very difficult to even to turn her to wash behind, you know. Mm-hmm. It was very, very difficult. And and then the minute um, we finished washing her, we're going to put her onto the shrouding table. There were six mm-hmm. volunteers and six of us. We managed to use the pat slide and manage a little bit of struggle. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. And we managed to transfer her to that the the, the coffin ta- the coffin table, and we shrouded and everything. Now, once we've shrouded, yeah. that's it. We have they, we then called the brothers over, her family members over, to say we've done it. Now you either um, they either put her in a, a, the coffin or or whatever. Because the masjid that we did this kusil in, they had freezers there, so sometimes these these bodies would have to be transferred to. Uh, Pakistan or something they would have to put her back in the freezer but this time they said no we're going to use the coffin and we're going to go and we're going to um, bury her here so the men came um, we were just carrying on starting to clean our our area and um, six men came they couldn't lift her another six came and they couldn't lift her and we me and the other ladies we were just saying but we just six of us just lifted her how did we do it but we realized that we get help in there we get help from farishtas and the body becomes wow. so light after wash after washing her it becomes yeah. so light we just managed to do it yes, and um, yes. even the sister that i washed that body with she still with with friends so she still remembers that she goes do you remember that time i said yeah it was it was a miracle that day it was yeah, a it was yeah. a real miracle that day. We just were able to lift her from one table to another. And when, yeah. when we saw the men and they were struggling, they were sweating and struggling to lift. Mm-hmm. They couldn't lift her. So, yeah. you know, we just think, you know, this was, this no, was, mean, um, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. I, I, yeah. I can resonate with that and I yeah. agree completely to what you're saying. Yeah. But every time, I, like I was saying, I'm yeah. talking more from the dunya, dunya yeah. perspective rather than yeah. the, like the thereafter perspective that whenever I do come across such a body um mm. it always kind of reminds me that oh Terry, mm. you know what <laughs> look after yourself look after yourself you it don't want true. to um, mm. leave people struggling to carry yeah. you you know yeah. or to lift you um yeah. and then it just reminds me of all all of the summers and the hadiths and everything that we've been taught as we were youngsters you know yeah don't eat too much don't you know have yeah. a kajura after your food have a little bit of sweet it's good yeah. for digestion you know these little little yeah. things and um, as we got older, we become so oblivious to stuff like that. Yeah, uh, and yeah. you know, I surely did. I went through a phase, and I was like, "No, it's okay, it's fine." Um, but then you start doing these things, like yeah. whispers and shrouding, yeah. and everything falls into perspective. Yeah, it falls into place. So it does. It's, it's you just know, amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. So yeah. now we're gonna go off and do do the shrouding. Now this takes minutes. It doesn't take long at all. Not as long as no. we do the bathing. So. Um, so mostly we try and involve the family members as much as we can even with the washing and the shrouding so there's five layers so right on the bottom is a a a biggest layer which is about over two and a half meters long and 90 inches wide white cotton fabric that's called the the lifafa which is the envelope then just on top of that is a little bit smaller um 90 wide but a little bit um say 15 inches smaller is another layer called the ishar and then on top of of that on the top side now we're going to we layer the 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 kimar which is the the scarf so we'd like we like to put it into cut it into a nice big square and then make a triangle so it fits nice around the head and then on top of that we put the a, a band it's like a band but it's called the sinaban so it's just going to cover the from the chest to below the knees and on top of that is going to be a kameez, so which is, which is joint at the shoulders. So it's like a it's like a a, a dress basically, and um, the top we we layer it on top of the sinaban, but we just um, rolled one half of it that's going to go over, and we just cut a hole at where the fold is, so the head goes in. 
Okay, so we, we've done, we've, we keep that ready. So now the body is, we're going to put the body, the face, just where we've, we've made that cut. So we can easily just roll over the gummies on top of her. Now, I know it sounds really complicated now, but when you look at it, it's really simple and really easy. And then we've put the body on there. Now she's still covered with that towel or the cloth. She's still covered. We still do not see her. And then we, where we, we're going to roll the, the top, the first layer, we'll roll it on top, make sure it doesn't touch the towel. It's not dirty, but we just make sure that there, there's no impurities on there. So we don't want to make the cup and dirty. And the person who is on the foot side will now take away the towel. Now she has no... Um, no other towel apart from still she has it on her on her hair because we're still trying to dry that okay so now her body's covered so we just tuck we just fold away on the sides and tuck that in and now we try and get the family member to part her hair now this is the really um important part now we make her we part the hair now we can part it in two and we can put both of um uh, one, uh, both one side on each shoulder and just across her chest or we can if she doesn't have much hair then we just use like do one and just um, drape it over her shoulder um, if she's got lots of hair we could do it in three parts and plait it um, and this all depends on the family which what they want us to do now again to plait we do not use a comb to comb her hair so once she's had her hair washed and if it's really long it's going to be really tangled so we would recommend that just part it into two and put it over the shoulders. Okay, so now she's got so she's got this chemise on now. And now we're going to use um we're going to put the hair just over the chemise and now we've got Sorry, uh, you just said stop talking in you should just finish your sentence. I would have said finish your sentence off. Um I uh, with regards to the hair, obviously like I I know, but um mm. Before I'd attended the workshop and before I'd started to do any of this, I always assumed women's hair in Islam was recommended to be long because mm -hmm. it was meant to cover her chest, etc. And obviously, yeah. um, in the recent um, few months, I've been proven wrong. It, um, I wondered if you could just shed some light on that for the, for the listeners that are... Yeah, because there is this, I would say, a myth, I think, that goes around saying that all your life, women are not to cut their hair because when, if you, in case you die, your hair is not going to cover your chest. No, that is not the case at all. Women, not all women nat have naturally long hair. I mean, I have, I don't have that much long hair, but it's middle hair, my, both me and my sisters. But my younger sister has a very, very short hair, naturally short hair. So it's not her fault. She doesn't cut it. It's not her fault. It, her hair just doesn't grow. Um, and um, so it's nothing to do. Your hair, there is nothing, there is no rule that that your hair should cover your your basically your breasts it should cover and it should go under your breast there is no rule like that yeah you just um yeah there is no rule at no i'm like so that. glad you, you um, just highlighted that because it's such a misconception in our culture yes. um because it, there's nothing yeah. to do with religion in that and uh, it really just you know no really really kind of um it's not it's it's good for the sisters to know you know rather than yeah misconception that they have to keep the hair long and yeah yeah because like years ago it'd be like you know even if you have a trim um yeah so so now the hair is just been the hair is just been parted into two and draped over the shoulders no and it doesn't have to cover the chest and once that's done um we use the there's a scene oven so we're just going to wrap that around so we'll wrap from from the we always start from the right side yeah so we'll take from the right side bring it over to the left and then we tuck it in and then again same on the other side from the left and we're going to tuck it in onto the right side so now that's done now we're going to put cover her hair okay so we're going to use the scarf and we're just going to put on a scarf the same way just nice and simple way the way that we would normally do so it was just gonna it's just gonna we're gonna make sure none of her hair is showing put it around her neck tuck it in under her shoulder so it doesn't move and that's her scarf done now at this point is the most beautiful she looks the most beautiful at this point there's where she, you will see her the radiance on her face you will see the smile on her face um it's absolutely it's such a beautiful moment um you know this is the point this is a time where i point out to family members as well that look now she's smiling and you know it gives them a lot of it gives them a lot of relief, you know, and think, you know, she's going to a good place. Now, 
then we, we, we use the big, now the big that is hard, now we're going to use that to cover her from top to toe. So we tell the family members, you know, if you're not going to open up the kafan, we're not going to see the face, this will be the last time you're going to see her. So we, we encourage them to give them a kiss and say their last goodbye to them. And, that. and then we use the izhar. Now we're going to cover that from the right to the to the left. And then on the left, we're going to tuck it in. And then on the left side, we'll do that on the right. And we use that to tuck it in. And then the last layer will go on from the right again, tuck it in, in the left on the left side, and then from the from the left side we don't tuck it in the right side. And we have three ties which we tie from the top. So our hands span away from the head and we use that tie. One knot, one bow. Then we do the same on the feet, our hands span away, we tie in the bottom, one knot, one bow. And then we have a nice big in the middle, so around the stomach area, and we use that tie the middle. Um one bow. Uh, one one knot, one bow, and that's that. That's the gusel done. Can I ask you a question? Um, you yes. said the word lifafa. Does that mean envelope? It means envelope. So that's that's the lifafa is the last. So that's it. She's enveloped in all the layers. Now she's enveloped in. You in know, that. as you were saying, how you tucked it in. I was thinking in my head. You know, when babies are born, we swaddle them. That's it. That's how we do it. Yeah, that's yeah. how we do it. Yeah. And then at this point, we, we now get the family members to do their praying, whatever they want to pray, they'll pray. And um, if they say, no, we're going to take a home and we're going to need to um, open up the, the, the coffin. So when we just show them how it's got to be opened up and how it's got to be closed back up again. Now, you know, with the ties, we just use that just so that it, the, the coffin doesn't move. But once they they're ready to for burying, um, these ties come off so that's why we only do one bone one knot so that it's easy for them to take to take away and then if we have why um, does it have be, to come off uh, yeah it's got to be loosened once it's in there we don't leave that tied yeah that's that's the rule yeah so um it's just it's got to come off so sometimes um um they ask us to put the body in the the coffin and at this point we can ask mehrams her her, either her father, brother, husband, or somebody to come in and help us. And if there isn't anyone, then us ladies would have to lower her, lower her into her coffin, and then the brothers will come and take the body away. And then we okay. can take off off all our PPE, and we have to make sure we antibacterial everything, and we wash everything. We there's lots of water on the floor, so make sure we dry it. We we, we throw away all all um, the, the 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 rubbish, so we take away the black bags and everything yeah you know when you were saying how uh, once you put the hijab on how mm. they look I in my head I was remembering when my um, nanny passed away mm. and they brought her uh, to the house she was in the coffin and she was wearing a hijab and she just she looked like she was happy she mm. looked yeah beautiful she looked mm. at peace she looked like I've never ever seen her like yeah that. yeah and mm. it was amazing yeah, and it is. I it remember is. She smelt amazing, and that's yeah. what the camphor was. And you know, yeah. one of the smells that she used to love, she used to love rose water. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they use rose water there, but that's what I could smell as well. Well, if the family member come and say, "Okay, we want to use Zamzam as our last water, and we would like you to put a little bit of rose water in it," we do it. We do it because at that point, there's no time to say, "Oh, we can't do this, so we can't do that." No, we do it. Um, you know, they say, "Oh, we just want her to use this perfume." We do it. I mean. Um, Yes, so we do it. We we do it because it's for them, you know, just to, yeah. for them that you know satisfied. And, and the person who passed away may have have said that that this is what they want to do when they pass away. So that's, you know, and it makes no difference whatsoever. Sometimes people come in and bring their own coffins and say this has been washed from the Zamzam when we went to Saudi. That makes no difference whatsoever. Yeah, but if they say that we want to use it, then we use it. You know, we don't say at that time, no, you can't do it. This all sorts of people would say. They would have little, little pieces of paper which has the kalima on there or durud on there. And they say, oh, we want to put that on her forehead. We want to put that on her chest. We do it. We, there's no, you know, it makes no difference whatsoever. There's nothing to say that, oh, if you've got that piece of paper on your chest, she's going to go straight to Jannah. There's nothing to say that. But for them, to keep them happy, we do it. Just you know? peace of mind for them. But peace of mind for them and just to give them that, that um, clarity and, and that bit of, okay, we've done this. Selma, just going back to that moment that when you were sharing that the family has a chance to mm. have that final kiss, you know, yeah. that final goodbye. I just, my heart felt heavy just thinking about that moment. And yeah. 
I was thinking it must be really emotional for the family, but also how is it for you and the other okay, sisters? Okay, now this is, it is very emotional. It is very hard for us. It is very hard. Um, you can say that we've done hundreds and hundreds of kusas, but this part, this is never easy. This is never easy. We can only give words of encouragement and, and, um, you know, sort of like try and understand what the family are going through. And um, sometimes we just cry with them. That's yeah. what we do. We just cry mm. with them. It is very emotional. It is very emotional. Um, mm. It will, it's got easier, but there is always comes a case where, no, we thought we were, we're getting used to it, but we weren't, especially when there are children involved. It is very so, hard. Yeah. And also yeah. when, the daughter passes away and she still has an elderly mother and that's mm. that's heartbreaking that mm. is really heartbreaking yeah but no we, it's definitely basically when yeah. you're when you, like for me i think it was that um amaya that she was the same age as me and the children yeah. were the same age as mine do you remember and i yeah. was like oh yeah. my goodness oh yeah i know do you um, remember when i said oh yeah. that little boy he was crying yeah. his eyes out and he yeah. was trying not to cry but he, 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 he but he doesn't know tell. how what he's supposed yeah. to do yeah, it is heart melting. I think Kareem, your voice is blurry. I'm sorry. I think for me, it's the moment when they put the hijab on that really kind mm. of hits home. Yeah. That, because yeah. that's it. That's the end, isn't it? Because you've yeah. got that final piece, and then you cover the face, and mm. it's goodbye after that. Yeah. Mm. You what know, were you going to say, Rebecca? Before that, we started recording. Uh, Salma and Tahreem were talking, and uh, they were talking about a baby that you recently did, Salma. Mm. Um, I didn't hear completely what you guys were saying, but um, yeah, can you just repeat it again? Yes, it was a small baby that had been um, prematurely born. Um, It was a very emotional, we were only there, uh, me and another sister, another two sisters were only there just to basically assist the parents and the grandmother to to wash. And it was very, very tiny, but... um, yeah, we, we really didn't even need um, a bucket of water. We just needed a jug of water. And, um, yeah, it was very emotional, very, very emotional. The mother had just been discharged from hospital. And um, here, and both the parents, and they were very young, very young. I mean, my, my kids are that age. My son is that age and thinking, to, and it was their first child as well, first baby as well. It was ever so sad, but while they were we were just there to assist and uh, they did all the hard work they did all the work it was very emotional and uh, we just basically told them that you know this baby is going to come and pick, get you with their hand with their hands going to hold your hands on the day of qiyamah and he's going to come and take you to jannah so you know don't, don't don't be too upset about it this is allah's will and you know the hadith says that yeah that child will pull you through pull its umbilical you. cord yeah. that's attached yeah. to you, the mother, yeah. and yeah. pull you into paradise. And uh, the grandmother, it was the the grandmother was, uh, before we wrapped the baby up, you know, she said to the baby, well, will you come and get me as well? Yeah, that was so emotional. She said, don't forget me and your granddad as well. You can come and take us to Jinnah as well. It was so emotional. It was really emotional. I think, that was the first, mostly, when all of us in that room were crying, all of us. And it was a tiny baby. It didn't even didn't have a day of life. But it was so emotional, that was. And um, I was actually, normally, when I get a message for Gusel, I'm like, you know, it was just a normal day for me. But this one, I was actually nervous. I was actually anxious to go because I've never done a child before. And um, you wow. know, she said, well, you know, you are our first grandchild and I'm sorry we didn't get to meet you. But, you know, you'll come on the day, you'll come on the day of Qayamat uh, and you come and take your mum and dad. But don't forget me and her granddad as well. <laughs> and it was so emotional. Yeah. It was beautiful. Actually, it was quite a beautiful, yeah. um, yeah, uh, it was quite I a beautiful crystal that was, yeah. Uh, my yeah. mother-in-law had a stillborn uh, mm. son and she told me about the day that she had to deliver him she, she had like a normal delivery and how she carried him and he's buried um in a in a cemetery near us and where he's buried they planted a tree 
and mm. he doesn't have a headstone. Instead, there's a tree that has sprouted from where yeah. he died, where he was buried, and it's just such a like a a lovely thing to see. Yeah, that, you know. And I always remind her of the hadith that on the day of judgment, mm. you're in a more higher rank yeah. than we are because yeah. that child of yours will pull yeah. you through the umbilical cord. If you bear patience to Allah's will, then this child will come and pull you to Jannah. Mm. Yeah. And on yeah. that note, I know we have, we're ending it on a really sad note. Yeah. But that's the silver lining. That that's the silver lining. You lost something in the dunya yeah. and it was really hard for you. And yeah. it will continue to be something yeah. that you think of and will affect you now yeah. and then. Yeah. But that silver lining is yeah. on the day that it matters the most, yeah. you will be in a better place than most. Yeah. And again, I'm another well, thing is that challenge. that gusels are, it's like that, you know, it's not morbid. I mean, it's not morbid at all. Like, we were chosen to go and go and give this gusel to this tiny baby, which is Such sinless, hadn't even had a day in, in this life, completely sinless, and Allah chose us for it. And mm-hmm. that was such a blessing and such an honor for us to go, you know, yeah. be able to help a real grieving parents and also... You know, Allah had tr- Allah has so much trust in us to go and yeah, give us the honor. He gave us the honor. So there we go. I'm 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 always like, you know, for volunteers, people who want to try, you know, supporting humanities are here for you. We have workshops, and you will be able to come into our mm-hmm. uh, our life gusels whenever you feel that you're ready to come. And you know, on that note, let me just remind you guys that we've had a break over the summer. We haven't done any whistle yeah. workshops, but we are going to be back on the 25th of September for round two, inshallah. And it's going to be amazing. We're still a whole two months away almost. And um, I've already started taking bookings and registration, pre-registration interest from women. Um, I've literally got women coming from Camden. And it's just yeah, amazing that the world is yeah. the word is going out. Yeah. Um, we're going to be doing like doing a live stream this time as well, inshallah, because we've got sisters up north uh, okay. and really far away from London yes. who can't make it to the workshop, and they're just so yeah. keen to watch it live yes. and partake in the workshop. Yes. So inshallah, inshallah, it's going to be a really good one, inshallah. and yeah. I hope all. Um, of you will attend, uh, Rebecca and Tayyaba. Inshallah. Inshallah. <laughs> and the listeners will also attend. And uh, to reach out to us, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter. You can uh, look at us on our Facebook page. We've got our website. And obviously, we have our emotional support line, which is open seven days a week. So if you're going through any kind of trauma, whether it's a bereavement or whether it's uh, just you know, you're having a bad day and you need someone to talk to, you know, give us a call yep. because our support, um, support uh, emotional support volunteers are highly skilled and trained and they're all, um, they're willing to listen and um, it's 100% confidential as well. Yeah, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. And on that, that note, is shall I say it or you want to say it, Zafreen? No, 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 you do it. I love the way you do it. All right, okay. And on that note, guys, it's your host, Rebecca, signing off from the Unspoken Truths of Mental Health. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Wa alaikum salam.